Continuing with our Monday themes of the WCC Weekly and a preview for a team in the league not named Gonzaga. This time we move to Southern California, as far south as you can get in the conference to University of San Diego. The Toreros have a new head coach in Steve Lavin after letting Sam Scholl go. Steve Lavin is a name that you probably recognize from uh, his time as a head coach at U- at UCLA, as well as St. John's, where he led a number of teams deep into the NCAA tournament. Uh, and he also uh, has spent some time as a college basketball analyst at ESPN between his two coaching gigs and most recently spending some time with both Pac-12 Networks and Fox Sports. But uh, he has the coaching bug, and he is back. He's got a, a unique job ahead of him because uh, San Diego struggled last year after getting off to a really nice start in non-conference. If I remember correctly, they were six and one or so at one point. Uh, And then the wheels just kind of fell off for San Diego. Um, They weren't able to win games. They were in a lot of games, but they just couldn't quite get over the hump uh, and turn the the corner and and turn those close games into victories. So uh, Sam Scholl, the former head coach, is now an assistant or a special assistant at San Diego State. So thankfully for him, he's not moving too far, but Steve Lavin takes over the job uh, at the Jenny Craig Pavilion. Um, you know, the the losses for um, San Diego, um, pretty much everybody on the roster a season ago. Well, I can't say pretty much everybody. Uh, the biggest loss probably would be Joey Calcaterra. Then they've got a couple guys that are returning. Their two leading scorers are returning. Um, but then there is an unbelievable amount of new faces. Typically, I like to start with what's returning. Well, this preview for San Diego, we kind of have to talk about with what's coming up because they've got 12 new players on the roster. Uh, it's almost as if um, each guy is going to need a name tag early in the preseason, getting used to each other uh, and knowing their names. But the talent that Steve Lavin has brought in in a short amount of time Uh, I think is going to create some interesting nights for opponents uh, for of the Toreros. Uh, I think when you look at it, one of the things that over the last couple of years, San Diego struggled with is, is lack of talent. Um, They'd have a couple guys, a couple options, uh, but then the, the level of talent and the ability to make plays really fell off quickly from there. Um, But 12, New players, as I mentioned, um, Deuce Turner is someone who's really interesting. He started his career at Bucknell uh, in the East Coast, went to Juco route a season ago where he was second team all Juco in the country. Big time score, uh, 6'2", 6'3", kind of a combo guard, um, but he's wired to score. He had 50 points in a game a season ago at the Juco level with 13 made threes. Yes, you heard that right. 13 made threes. Uh, so that's obviously something that it seems as if Steve Lavin um, valued in recruiting and putting together a roster is the ability to shoot it because next up is a big man who can shoot it from beyond the arc. Uh, originally from the Pacific Northwest in the Seattle area, Nick Lynch spent the last couple of years at Lehigh 6'10", um, more of a stretch big where he shot it at nearly 46% from three. Um, so right off the bat, you're, you're you're starting to see, you know, with Steve Lavin's uh, 
time in the broadcast booth over the last few years. Uh, he's placing an emphasis on the ability to shoot it from beyond the arc. Um, next up of the guys that are really kind of interesting um, that I think are going to have a chance to be key pieces would be uh, Benji Pierre, 6'8 from Indian River uh, Junior College, uh, a big-time scorer. Um, he had a game this past season where it was 40 points, but what jumped out at the uh, jumped off the page when you're reading his bio about some different things, 17 of 19 from the field. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't think you're going to go 17 of 19 from the field in the WCC, but if you can kind of uh, have a benchmark of somebody who's really efficient and he can kind of, you know, be that kind of guy where, where he's kind of looked at as being a down low uh, kind of bruiser, maybe attack from the elbow um, and, and be able to put guys – uh, in positions where he can score over and around them. Um, that's big. Next one is a, is a familiar name for anybody that follows college basketball on the West coast from Stanford. He was the PAC 12 most improved player a season ago. A uh, little bit surprising that he entered the transfer portal. And then he was one of the first people to decide to commit to San Diego when Steve Lavin took the job. And that would be Jaden Dallaire. A uh, little over 12 and a half points per game. Uh, it made a big jump in production from sophomore to junior year, um, which is why he was named the most improved player of the year last year. But uh, he's kind of that do-it-all kind of slender. Is he a three? Is he a four? I don't know, but he knows how to play the game. He's got some smarts. Uh, he's pretty crafty. Uh, and I think his length is something that, um, you know, when you when you start looking at how a lot of teams are piecing their rosters together, I think that's something that a lot of coaches in the WCC are now valuing um, is some more length on the wing. Next kind of wing player that has a chance to get some minutes in, in San Diego would be uh, Sisoha Jawara started his career at LMU. Then he went to Weber state in the big sky where he became a really good player over the last couple of years. Uh, another guy who could shoot it from the three point line. He's kind of more of a three and D guy. Um, I remember having watched him a couple times over the years. Um, you know, that kind of is the role that, that I envisioned him growing into. And it, it looks as if that would be his role, uh, for the Toreros. When you look at the returners, you know, I mentioned losing Joey Calcaterra, um, you know, right off the bat, pretty much everybody went into the transfer portal. Um, and then when the news came that Steve Lavin took the job, Wayne McKinney, who started a number of games at the point guard last year as a freshman, immediately took his name out and recommitted to San Diego. It's pretty cool to see that, you know, he's a hometown kid from San Diego. He committed there. He started off his career there. He was playing well. Um, and then when he liked the direction with the hire of Steve Lavin, he decided to stay. Like I said, he's, he's young, showed a lot of flashes last year, averaged close to seven points per game, started quite a bit for a freshman. Uh, I think he's a great piece to build around. Uh, another backcourt player that uh, was uh, their second leading scorer a season ago, Jace Townsend, um, you know, kind of a volume scorer, volume shooter. Uh, he's going to have some definite competition for minutes and shots with some of the guys that have been brought in. Um, but when you watched him last year, he was a competitor. Um, he was good coming off of screens. He was, he's very active in hunting his shots. Um, and he, again, shot 37% from beyond the three point line. Uh, and it's something that when you look at, as I mentioned, the way it, it seems as if Lavin is building his rosters, he's going to value, uh, guys that can shoot it from beyond the three point line. 
Marcus Erlington, Marcellus Erlington was their leading scorer a season ago at around 13 points per game, uh, seven rebounds per game. Kind of that tweener. What position is he? It's hard to call him a three, hard to call him a four with his size, um, but he just battles. Uh, he gave a lot of teams in the WCC fits a season ago um, because he's crafty. Uh, he he kind of gets under your skin. He's good on the glass. Um, he does a good job of using lift fakes and footwork to create angles and opportunities. Um, so to have him back is a nice piece. And then uh, another returning piece that uh, played some decent minutes uh, last year would be uh, Vuz Goltekin. Um, you know, kind of more of a rebounder slash um, shot blocker. Um, average about seven points a game, five rebounds. But, um, you know, more of kind of that rebounder active guy. Um, they're going to go try to alter shots if he can't get them. Um, so that being said, I mean, completely different roster, um, for the Toreros. It's going to be interesting to see how, um, Lavin blends these 12 new players, which a lot of them have some big potential to, to have nice starts to their WCC careers alongside the guys that I just mentioned, the four that, that decided to return and the four that decided to return, uh, are four nice pieces for, for Lavin to be able to build upon. Uh, you look at their non-conference, um, you know, a lot of times when you're coming off a struggle of a season, you have a new head coach in place. Uh, you're going to kind of put together a schedule that you feel um, can build some continuities, can build some confidence, can get your year one going in the right direction. I think you see a lot of that in their, their schedule. You also see a couple nice games that you're like, okay, good. Um, you know, they are, expanding or trying to to play a nice schedule um but the ones that jump out off the page for me real quick is utah state um they've been really good in the mountain west had a little bit of a struggle last year in, in winning close games but still a really good program out of the mountain west they'll play unlv uh, another mountain west program kevin cougar did a really nice job a season ago um and then they go at uh two um they're at arizona state um, mid-December uh, and they also have got a an interesting one where you see a lot of the teams in the WCC playing this team this year is the New Mexico State the Aggies um, they've been in the NCAA tournament probably and I don't have the numbers in front of me but when when you kind of go back over the last maybe 10-12 years outside of Gonzaga and Arizona and Oregon they may be in the NCAA tournament and maybe St. Mary's they, they've been in the NCAA tournament uh, as much as any team in the West on the West coast, uh, they've been a really good program. Um, you know, we'll see what they, what that matchup looks like. That will be in Vegas. When you look at the WCC um, you know, what everybody looks at when you get your conference schedule is how many times do I have to play Gonzaga? Um, if it's twice, probably chalk up two losses, just being honest. Uh, unless you're, you're, you know, a bona fide contender year in and year out, like St. Mary's, and you've got a nice roster in the upcoming season. But the you look at it if you've got Gonzaga twice or if you've got them once. And the Toreros only have Gonzaga once this season. It's uh, February 23rd, and it's in Spokane at the McCarthy Athletic Center. So um, overall, you know, I think, uh, you know, Steve Lavin, seeing him back on the sidelines is going to be interesting. Uh, I've gotten to know him a little bit over the last few years with some broadcasting stuff and, and kind of bouncing ideas off of each other and, and kind of learning his approach to that. But I'm going to be interested and really looking forward to seeing uh, 
what he does and how he's changed on the coaching side of things and, and see the success that he's trying to build. So um, I, I look for an improved uh, roster. I look for an improved program down in San Diego uh, in year one under Steve Lavin. So um, continuing on with our theme of the WCC previews for each of the programs outside of Gonzaga. Appreciate you listening and joining. This has been the WCC Weekly on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network.